Citrus Ponderings Podcast, the podcast where we pause, ponder, and project. Thank you for joining us for another episode this week. week's episode, Jim speaks to us about how he goes about preparing a lesson or a sermon and maybe even a podcast episode. So I turn this over to our host, Jim Poitras. Hello, everybody. This is Jim Poitras with the Poitras Ponderings podcast, where we pause, we ponder, and then we project. I am super excited to be with you for this particular podcast episode. I'm excited about the topic that I will be discussing today, and I want to go ahead and begin with the question, and the question is this, how do you approach preparation for your teaching, your preaching, your writing, or your public speaking? Let me repeat that question for you on the Poitras Ponderings podcast, how do you approach preparation for teaching, preaching, writing, and or speaking? Basically, those are at least four methods of communication. They're basically the same. The principles for developing your teaching, your preaching, your writing, and your speaking, many of those are the same principles and they contain the same particular elements. As I begin today, I want to recommend to you two particular books on this Poitras Ponderings podcast. The first book is called Preaching with Freshness by Mahini. I believe his first name is Bruce. Preaching with Freshness was a book that was published in 2008. It's surprising to me that I still recommend a book that was dated back that far because typically I read mostly books that would be in the current year and recommend those books uh, that I've read recently. But Preaching with Freshness was one of the best books that I've ever read on preaching. And my friends, I've read quite a few of them, although you may not be able to discern that in my teaching, my preaching, my writing, my speaking, my podcasting. Hopefully you do. But it's one of the best books that I have ever read on the subject of preaching, preaching with freshness. One of the things that surprises me about this particular book is it is a narrative story. Uh, At the end of the book, it does outline the principles once again, almost like in a lesson format. But it's a narrative story that outlines the real life difficulties Uh, of an ordinary pastor who discovers the principles of preaching that revive his own enthusiasm and his effectiveness in ministry. If you have not read that book, I encourage you after the podcast and after you've given this podcast episode and podcast a five-star rating, I would recommend you to go over to the provider of whatever books you pick up, maybe Amazon or something else, and order that book, Preaching with Freshness. Another great book is called Communicating for a Change. That was written by Andy Stanley and Lane Jones, and it was written back in 2006. Again, it has stood the test of time. That particular book is also a narrative, but from the book I learned that there should be one particular point for one particular lesson, sermon, or topic of whatever I'm dealing with. 
and it's also written in a narrative format, so it's going to be an easy-to-read book for you. One of the things that I picked up from the book is uh, knowing my destination before I start. What's the big idea? Identifying the one basic premise of the message that I'm trying to portray. As I look back over the years, I probably have written somewhere between 18 and 20 books. I'm starting to lose count of them now. Many of them textbooks for the Global Association of Theological Studies or for our Bible school movement uh, overseas in particular. Uh, also hundreds of lessons on Acts, God's training manual for today's church that are used around the world and also here in some parts of the United States and Canada. But I've uh, lost track of the number of lessons I've written, the number of books I've written. But I did write a book one time called Evangelism, Sowing and Reaping. And it dealt with six farmers. And it was a book about farming. The interesting thing about the book, well, there's many interesting things about the book. Get a copy of that book too from the Pentecostal Publishing House or you could pick it up from Amazon or somewhere else. But Evangelism, sowing and reaping. One of the interesting things, I have never farmed a day in my life. I admit it, but I'm thankful for the six farmers that did help me to write that book. And you'll have to pick up the book to identify those farmers. So today I want to kind of talk about a subject that I really don't have a lot of experience on as far as getting into the kitchen in my home is concerned. I've often thought of my particular style of sermon development, lesson development, or even podcast episode development to be much like a crock pot. And we have a crock pot here at home. I've never physically or used the physical crock pot here at home. I have occasionally used the microwave, and the microwave is the other thing I want to talk about today. And I will admit to you that I sometimes travel away from home and go to an evangelist quarters or a hotel room, and there will be a microwave there. And I want to fix something, and I'll go ahead and call home and get my wife to go ahead and explain to me how to use the microwave. Open confession is good for the soul. Even here at home, each time I use the microwave, I ask somebody, how do I use this microwave? How do I make popcorn in this microwave? I believe one time my wife traveled and I asked her to leave me a list of instructions of how I could use the microwave. I'm sure that you are much more familiar with the crock pot, the slow cooker, and the microwave than I would be. But when it comes to the development of the ideas that I have, for me, it's much like a crock pot and not so much like a microwave. I had to go ahead and do some research earlier today on what's the difference between a crock pot and a slow cooker. I think when it comes to my ideas, that either one of them would work, the crock pot or the slow cooker, but I guess the difference is that crock pot is actually a brand name, so there's that. And I uh, understand that for the crock pot, that the pot goes inside of the crock and uh, the heating elements are on all the sides, and with the slow cooker, the 
pod sits on the base, which houses the heating element on the bottom. That's hopefully the difference between a crock pot and a slow cooker. If I've made a mistake there, realize that I'm not really a cooker. I have so much limited experience when it comes to the kitchen. I can make um, hot water, I think. I might be able to do mac and cheese in a box if I tried really hard and read the instructions. Or I could possibly boil an egg or two. Beyond that, my kitchen skills are so limited and I admit that today. So how do you approach your lesson development, your sermon development, your thought development? Are you more like a crock pot or a slow cooker or do you tend to think more in terms of the microwave? Because in the 21st century, we live in a fast food world where you can just stick something in the microwave and have dinner instantly in a matter of seconds. We are geared towards instant results, instant gratification. We want things done and we want everything done right now. But when we look at the crock pot mentality, that's where we tend to allow our ideas to percolate or develop because with a crock pot things simmer slowly and you have to give it some time and it could actually take most of the day or all day to do a dinner in a crock pot and I understand that a microwave can do that in a matter of seconds but for me Lesson development, thought development, sermon development, idea development works best for me with a crockpot type of mentality. So let me give you eight ways that this works. Number one, with the crockpot, it takes time. So with lesson development, sermon development, we don't need to rush things. Things need to take their time and need to be developed very carefully. Number two, with the crock pot mentality, let it simmer, develop slowly and intentionally that you can go ahead and put your ideas together and let it simmer and develop them slowly and intentionally. Number three, which is one of the ones that I really like because I do this all the time, that I read material, I listen to material, listen to podcast episodes, I, I read books, I read articles, and I will find some interesting things in those particular books or articles or uh, that I read or the episodes that I listen to. And I derive that material, that new material, that new thought, and I throw the new materials into my mental crock pot and I leave it there and I continue to let it simmer. For me, I'm a read-write type of learner, so I read more than uh, things that I would be listening to, but I will go ahead and listen to podcasts and things like that on my way back and forth to the office. Sometimes I have to pull off to the side of the road and go ahead and make a note of the new material that I've learned and just throw it into that mental crock pot that I have that works very well uh, for me. So I collect all of this new material on whatever subjects for me, as I mentioned, I'm a read-write learner, so I go ahead and write a lot of things down. I'm always having a notebook, a black book with me, 
when I go to church, when I go to the office, when I'm having devotions in the morning, and there's so many things that I'll write down. And through the process of months, I can start looking back over what has been written there. And there are lessons that are developed from that. There are sermons that are derived from that. So number three, I throw new material into the crock pot and I continue to let it simmer. Number four, as I collect all of these new materials and various ingredients and different items, I let it soak into my mental crock pot before I embark on trying to figure out how to present anything that I've read or I've learned or that has come through to me or through me as a result of that process. So number five, I figure out what to throw in the pot and I try to use what is important. And then I figure out what needs to be taken out of the mental crock pot because you can't keep everything in there because you don't want a podcast episode that lasts several hours. And I try to make sure that the Poitras Ponderings podcasts are less than 30 minutes most of the time many times, even less than 15 minutes, and we are right now at about 13 minutes, so I'm rushing on. But I figure out what to throw into the pot and keep it there, and then I figure out what needs to be taken out of the pot because that's as equally important as well. And taking those electronic or digital scissors and cutting away what cannot be used is a difficult task, I can assure you. I'm working on a manuscript that probably was three or 400 pages, and I know that about 200 of those pages need to be cutting away or cut away. So I've been in the process of that for months, and we'll go back to that project quite soon, but getting it down to the point that it can actually be used. Number six, I tried to learn how to integrate the materials that I've studied, that I've written down, in order for creativity to create. So I learned to integrate the material in order for creativity to take over and to create. Number seven, I read widely, I study widely, I listen widely. I even try to listen uh, when it comes to conversations that I'm hearing around me to read widely, listen widely, study widely. And uh, I was going to say wildly, but that's good too. Yes, I read sometimes wildly, and I study wildly, and I listen wildly, but really it's widely. Number eight, the foundation of the crock pot, as uh, I've studied those heating elements, uh, that that pot, that crock is encompassed in these heating elements that are all around it. I know that what is creative and what is creatively done and what is going to be spoken or written, that there needs to be the anointing upon that. So the foundation, those heating elements, that's when that thing, that message is encompassed in prayer. It's encompassed in fasting and reading God's word and listening to God's voice and I think even a good music playlist tends to help me to keep on target with my message development. I'm reading a book uh, currently, actually three books, not all at the same time. I'm not a mastermind. 
Uh, but John Acuff wrote a book called Soundtracks. It was released in 2021, I believe. And in the book, he quoted Dorothy Parker, who said this, creativity is a wild mind and a disciplined eye. He quoted Dorothy Parker as saying, creativity is a wild mind and a disciplined eye. So the author of Soundtracks wrote this. He said, the wild mind means you give yourself permission to put a thousand different ideas in your head. To put those thousands of ideas or thoughts into your head, to your, into your mental crockpot. And then he wrote, you collect anything that is remotely interesting to you. Then you look at that vast collection of unrelated ideas and have the discipline to see the connection between them in a way no one has before. That, my friend, gave me the idea for this particular podcast episode because I dropped that idea into my mental crock pot and added a few other ingredients, and there you have it, the Poitras Ponderings podcast, where we pause, we have pondered, and now you have the opportunity to go ahead and project, to use those eight points, to pick up one or two of those books that I've mentioned. Actually, I've mentioned three particular books in this podcast, I've already recommended two, and we'll be referring to Soundtracks, again, I'm sure, an excellent book uh, that deals with overthinking. And I trust that you have a great week. Pull out that mental crock pot, put away that mental microwave, and see what great things you can cook up for the kingdom this week. God bless. a slowly and well-prepared meal over some quick microwave meal. May you be well-prepared in everything that you do. Have a blessed week. Mm-hmm.